This week's episode brought to you by the Communicore Weekly online store. Visit CommunicoreWeekly.com, hit the link for the store where you can shop and peruse some of the best t-shirts out there and definitely some of the best music out there. Visit CommunicoreWeekly.com. Hello and welcome to Communicore Weekly, the greatest online show. I'm George. And I'm Jeff. And welcome back. I'm really glad that you, you threw the greatest online show part back into it because we know what a nightmare it was last week when you didn't. Well, I think it was the comments on YouTube that sort of shamed me into you know, remembering that part. Um, although the, although the, the Giggle Fest apparently was appreciated. The, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you got the Giggle Fest out of the way. Shows that we are human beings. <laughs> Not Communicore androids. Or, no, or, no androids here. <laughs> Speaking of, of no, no robots, just so you guys don't think it's a fake, we do have a impromptu United Kingdom Pavilion phone booth Disney trivia in this episode. Yeah. Um, it was recorded before they took the phone booths away. Um, I just totally forgot about it. So it's not like we're, we're not faking this one. This is a real one. This is this happened before they took them away. So don't send us hate mail because yeah. uh, we'll probably cry when we read it. Yeah, we'll cry because we'll be so excited that we got mail. Yeah, we'll yeah, that's mostly it. what I meant. And then we'll be like, oh, so sad, you know. But, you know, we're, we're still, we still have our Communicore cadets out there investigating why the uh, – Phone booths were turned off. We, we won't say anything else, though. And, and trying to find new phone numbers for us to call. Even though we're not going to change the segment name, we're just going to find new numbers to call. <laughs> so if you exactly. hear a ringing phone when you're at Disney, you should probably pick it up because it might be us. Disneyland just recently celebrated the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. And Yay. to help... Exactly. That's how Sorry. I felt about it. More sound effects. So. Sound effects are great for this. <laughs> they recently held a merchandising event for it, as they usually do. Um, uh, it, it was on a Saturday. It was all day. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. It started on Friday night, and it went into Saturday night. Um, I know people lined up Friday evening for almost four hours to register and get the chance to purchase things right away because we all know how people like to purchase things right away and sell them on ebay right away actually we martina and i did sit there uh friday night and looked on ebay uh for stuff and it was up like you know within an hour so oh wow there's that (laughs) but in addition to all the merchandising stuff um they also held three different panels uh they were basically the same but it was about the making of the enchanted tiki room and of course roly was on the panel Bob Gurr was also on the panel, along with uh, three current Imagineers who um, were instrumental in the the redo of the Tiki Room um, back in 2006, I think it was. I at think so. Disneyland. Yeah, I think I'm, so. I hope I'm I hope I'm correct in that. But um, it was it was pretty interesting. The the panels themselves were really interesting. I think they they did a good job with them. They they piped a pineapple smell into the room, so when people walked in, the first thing that would hit them in the face is a smell of pineapple. <laughs> 
I did this, it was awesome. Did this take place at the Disneyland Hotel? Or? Yes, it okay. took place in the entire event was at the Disneyland Hotel. They took over a bunch of the uh, the ballrooms there. They had um, one, a smaller one set up for the panel, and then next to the hat they had the large one set up with all these tables and and tiki projections on the walls for pin trading to go on so people can sit in the room and trade pins. And then next to that, they had a couple of smaller rooms where you can buy the merchandise, you can see the merchandise, and you can also um, get things signed by some of the artists who had stuff featured in the show and that were being signed there, such as uh, Javier Soto. Uh, he has mm. some stuff there. Um, Kevin Kevin Kidney and Jody oh, Daly also Daly. had stuff there. So okay. that was cool. Um, it was cool to meet these people, too, because I... Um, I'm, I'm gonna name drop. I got to hang out in the green room because I was with Rolly, so I got to meet all these people face to face, as opposed to standing in line with everybody else, <laughs> like so the common was, folk. Yeah, with the common folk. Sorry, common folk. Well, it, um, it pays to be on Communicore Weekly. It does, right? It That's totally exactly. does. That's the way it is. But I mean, there was a lot of merchandise. I was kind of, kind of surprised at how much merchandise there was. I didn't, I didn't plan on buying any of it, and I was really <laughs> against buying any of it. And then I saw this statue of Pele, the the goddess of volcanoes. Oh, I was thinking the soccer star. No, uh, okay. Him also, okay. him also. Okay. But you went with the more tiki-flavored one. Yes, I guess. yes, okay. I did. Okay. So I, I kind of bought it because I couldn't resist because I didn't realize how cool <laughs> it was going to look in person. Well, did and you get an annual pass holders discount on it? I did, as a matter of fact, which was pretty go. sweet. I have to, for the, the 20% off did come in handy off the, the $100 that it was. But everything I thought was kind of um, overpriced, to be honest with you. It was nice, don't get me wrong. There was a lot of cool stuff, but it was really, really expensive. And <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, people paid $85 to go to this event. They paid um, 170 something to go to the event and, and the shag uh, cocktail party later on that evening. But by Sunday um, afternoon, all the merchandise that did not sell at the event was at Disneyana in Disneyland. So wow. You didn't have to pay $85 to go buy this stuff. Well, yeah, I guess besides the panel discussions, that really was the main draw was to buy some of the merchandise. Yes, yes, exactly. And you know what? You know, the panel discussion, they were the same basically the all, all three times, but there was a little, you know, they were different a little bit. They told some different stories here and there. Um, the third one, third and final one, got a little crazy. Um <laughs> There were things said that were I'm not going to repeat. Wow, they were probably not appropriate for an, for the audience, and uh, of course they came out of Rolly's mouth. What a surprise! Um, so and kind of an inappropriate story. It was kind of an inappropriate story, very okay. much so. And and Bob Gurr said, "Well, what did you expect? You kept asking for more, and that you know <laughs> kind of lightened the mood a little bit." But so I thought did, it was really funny. So the idea was they rotated three different large groups that it paid. You just got assigned to a specific. No, you weren't assigned to a time at all. You can go to whatever panel you wanted. Oh, so you um, could have gone to all three. You, I, you know what? And there were people that did go to all three panels. Sure. Um, sure. And you know they got a little bit more information every time, so that was interesting for them. Um, but that's why they tried to change it up a little bit with little different questions um, for the people that had been in it before. But it was certainly an interesting event. Um, if you were into the collector's edition pins and and all that stuff, I, you know I can see why you would um, pay the eighty-five dollars to get into the event. It was nicely done. We went mm -hmm. to the Shag cocktail reception for five minutes later on that night, and uh, you know that was cool too. Um, wasn't really my thing, so we didn't stay up that long. But 
<laughs> I think the highlight for me, and this was not part of the event, it just happened to take place because of the event, and again, this is me name dropping, but later on, um, we all had dinner together, uh, myself, Martina, uh, Rolly, and, and, and Bob, and uh, uh, Dusty, and Fishbowl from my shed as well, but beforehand, um, Rolly and Bob sitting in the hotel room together, just talking, you know, not on a panel, not having to perform for an audience, just sitting there hearing the two of them talk about the old days and, and stuff like wow. that was unbelievable. That's unbelievable. pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Now, we've, we've been to um, a few events like this, uh, both of us before, and it, it seems like now they've realized the merchandise is so much more important. You know, the 40th anniversary for Walt Disney World, the merchandise was sold out within an hour or two. And the lines for Epcot's 30th went on for days, and uh, some of the stuff was sold out of it. Uh, so it sounds like they finally either had more than they needed <laughs> or something. But did it feel like it was more of a merchandising event, or did it feel well, it like... It was. I mean, there's no question about it. It, okay. it was billed as a merchandising event, without okay. a doubt. But I think okay. it also strikes the chord of um, Walt Disney World guests versus Disneyland guests for whatever reason. Because I think whenever Walt Disney World has events like this, the merchandise usually sells out very quickly. Sure. Um, but the Disneyland side, I, you know, again, anything you could have wanted from that event was at Disneyland the very next day. Um, and I think that's the case for a lot of these events. So I, I don't, hmm. you know, I'm not really sure what, what to think about it. To me, it wouldn't be worth the $85 ticket. For other people, it definitely is just so they know they can purchase well, you're, these you're, things. Well, you're, you're firmly ensconced and entrenched into the Tiki Room, uh, especially, you know, with the amazing book. It's kind of a cute story that you wrote with Rolly Crump and another project that's coming out in the in the near future. Yes, um, yes. So uh, did, it, did, did the panels, did they seem old hat to you? Um, no, because there was some new stuff that came out, and, you know, at the end of the first panel, or during the first panel, Rolly said something, and then when we were done and we went back to the green room, I said to him, I've never heard that story before. <laughs> we need to get that down somewhere in some way, shape, or form, because it was a great story. So, it, you know, that, that was that was pretty neat. Um, will I pay $85 to go to an event like this in the future? No, probably not. Um okay. I'll save my money for the for the Sunday when everything else is there if I really want something. But, you know, for some people, they may be into it. He's a nerd. He's a geek. Because we all like to hear him speak. So listen up to the words from his speech. It's George's Book of the Week. So this week's book is The Thinking Fan's Guide to Walt Disney World, The Magic Kingdom by Aaron Wallace. Relatively, relatively new and has 256 pages. So this is a really interesting book because it's not really a guidebook. It's more of a history slash critique slash guidebook all rolled into one. So Aaron breaks down the Magic Kingdom by land and looks at each attraction. And at its basic level, the book offers a standard guidebook material about the attraction, like the duration of the ride, like what type, is it a boat ride, is it a roller coaster, uh, does it offer a fast pass, is there a fear factor? You know, like the Tiki Room, you're scared because it's so awesome. Or the or the TV show, the TV show, TV show <laughs> yeah, Fear Factor, the Fear Factor, yes, with with Joe Rogan. Ro I think it's Rogan. I was gonna say Rody to tie it into Disney, but uh, oh, we should say with Joe Rody Rogan, uh, Joe Rodan, Rodan. Sure, we'll go with that. Because he attacked people in Japan. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> it, it, I know we just way off base there. Sorry. Uh, go on. Also talks about the wet factor, like if you're gonna get wet on the tiki room or not. Uh, if there's a pre-show, pre-show the boarding speed. So he really kind of looks 
gives you a basic, so you could use it as a guidebook if you want to. But the real reason to look at the book is the history and criticism of the attraction that Aaron offers. And when I use the term criticism, I'm using it in the sense of pointing a critical eye at the attraction, you know, like sort of what I do every week with my book of the week segment, of course. Ah. I know it's like cyclical. I'm going to keep promoting. So, uh, <laughs> but even then, when, when, when I say he's being critical, he's not complaining or bad mouthing. He's looking behind the scenes at the attraction. He's painting an artistic and a literal and a theatrical eye at the attraction, looking at what makes it tick. Uh, so he, he usually jumps right into the history of the ride, and you're going back to say, you know, this is what Walt wanted, or you know, this is where they got the idea for the ride. He'll even trace its roots back to Disneyland, the initial plans for the ride, and if there's a lineage to the ride, so to speak, he covers that as well. And I don't want to give anything away by talking about the lineages. You have to read it yourself. Uh, he doesn't cover a lot about the ride like what will happen when you go around this bend or what happens when you go down the first drop of Splash Mountain. But he does look at how we react as an audience to the ride and what that says about us as a culture and what it says about the Disney company as their purveyor of the ride is, is what they're presenting to us. Uh, like for instance with Pirates. Not only does he cover the evolution of the ride from a walkthrough attraction, you know, pre-World's Fair, but he also follows the significant changes wrought after the ride's debut to the films and the changes that the films created within the ride. So, not that it's met or anything like that, but it's got some interesting parts to it. Uh, the last part of each attraction segment is called, it's a section called Watch This. And it's uh, part of Aaron's background is he's a DVD and film reviewer. That's one of his passions. So it makes sense that he would try to tie a film into each attraction. And sometimes the film is spot on. And other times you'll wonder, you know, why he's recommending the film. Uh, when he talks about a certain attraction in Tomorrowland, he says you should watch Meet the Robinsons because they go to Todayland very briefly. So some of the tie-ins are kind of off and some of them are spot on. But honestly, I really appreciate the film suggestions because it's a great way to tie like a family movie night into the parks. Because then you could talk about what you saw in the film or when you're walking through the parks, you could say, hey, remember when we watched, you know, Tom and Huck and this happened? So, but as, as much as I enjoyed the book, it did take me a little bit longer to finish this one than normal, mainly because I was thinking about Aaron's discussions and how I felt about the attraction, you know, not questioning his level of detail or the history. You know, he was pretty much spot on with his history and his little, with little facts and the details. But he's obviously giving his opinion about an attraction and the background behind it. So I always had to think, how does this fit with my worldview of the attraction? And you know, most of the time, he had a good analysis of the ride. Uh, overall, I think the book is a really good addition to your library, especially if you're looking for a more in-depth thought process about the parks. Uh, more than just a, a go here and ride this and then ride this and ride that and and you'll learn something the book this week was the thinking fans guide to walt disney world the magic kingdom by aaron wallace published in 2013 Hi, how are you doing today? Good. 
Hi, this is uh, Jeff from Communicore Weekly. Would you be interested in playing Impromptu United Kingdom Pavilion Phone Booth Disney Trivia? We give out uh, free prizes if you get some trivia questions right about Disney. Okay. Alright, so here, here's the thing. We ask you three questions. Easy, medium, hard. And if you get all three right, we'll send you a free prize. It sounds okay. weird, but we're a podcast called Communicore Weekly, and this is totally le- legit. Hello? Hello. Yes? Okay. Is this the same person? I believe so. <laughs> okay, I got weirded out because all that beeping was going on on the phone there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, before we go on, I just need, need to know your name. What's your name? Tracy. Okay, Tracy. All right, I'm going to ask you three questions. Do you know your, your Disney trivia? I guess. All right, Ho- hopefully it'll be easy for you. So here, here's, here's an easy one. Do you, do you know the, the movie Peter Pan? Uh-huh. Okay, can you name one of the Lost Boys? One of the Lost Boys? Yes. Um, what are the names of the Lost Boys? Of course you asked me and now I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's one that has a raccoon tail on his head. What's his name? <laughs> you know what? I'll accept there. There's actually two. Those are the twins and they're yeah. both dressed as raccoons. I'll take it. Awesome. Okay. Here's another one. Um, what was Walt Disney's middle name? Um, I don't know, but wasn't his, like, mom or his wife's name Lillian? His wife's name was Lillian, so that yeah. kind of counts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, how about this? I'll give you a hint. His okay. middle name was also the first name of his father. Uh, Walter? Um, uh, yeah, um, no idea. <laughs> starts with the letter E? Well, starts with the letter E? Yes. Um, what's Walt, what's Walt Disney's middle name? Starts with an E. Edgar? Uh, I'm not sure. Edward. Edward. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All of them very good guesses. None of them are right, unfortunately. Okay. I'll tell you what, I'll give you a pass on that one, though. Okay, cool. That one's kind of hard. All right, so if you get this last one right, we will totally send you a free prize. Sweet. Okay. In what new Fantasyland attraction in the Magic Kingdom can you find a tribute to the old 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea ride? Um, in the new part? Yes, in the new Fantasyland. Um, I guess that would have to be the Under the Sea. Little, Little Mermaid? Mermaid? I'm sorry? The Little Mermaid? Yes. You would be correct. Awesome. Congratulations! Excellent. All right, I will email you soon. Thank you so much for playing. Again, this is Jeff from Communicore Weekly, and this has been Impromptu United Kingdom Pavilion Phone Booth Disney Trivia, and you won. Sweet. Congratulations. Go enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Sometimes you might see it, sometimes you don't. Hey, look, what's that? It's a five-legged goat. So next time you're at Trader Sam's, take a good look at all the stuff on the walls around you. So the one thing I noticed on my last trip there that I never saw before, that there was an interesting looking mask over on the far side, close to the, the door to the kitchen. Now the mask has a long shape to it, and the ears have really large holes with many, many earrings in them. And underneath it is a name plaque that simply reads Joe. Just by looking at it, you can clearly see that this is referencing Imagineer Joe Rohde, who is famous for his massive earrings. And he also helped design and develop the Animal Kingdom, so he's totally okay in my book. So really, this is a two-and-a-half-legged goat? No, it's it's a full, full five-legged goat, George. 
a full five-legged goat. Full, full day five-legged goat. Okay, I guess I'll take that. That's a trader, Sam's. I guess most people will be drinking anyway. Yes, yes, so they, they won't would. notice it. They won't notice it. So, well, thanks so much for watching and listening. Yep. Be sure to leave us a comment and rate us on iTunes. Yep. And email us at communicorweekly at gmail.com, including your favorite five-legged goats and bathroom photos. We love them all. Yes, we do. Send them in. And also, be sure to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash communicorweekly. And follow us on Twitter. I'm at Imaginerding, and he's at Jeff Heimbuck. And for Jeff Heimbuck, I'm George Taylor. And for George Taylor, I'm Jeff Heimbuck. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time on Communicore Weekly, the greatest online show. The Freaky Deaky.